In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast. I'm once again not your host. This is Duke Process speaking, but Hooligan is your host. So, uh, Hooligan, you can take it away on this one. <laughs> hello. Way to go, DP. Uh, and I like that name change. Um, I am joined this evening uh, thus far, and we may have a guest uh, joining us in an in just a minute, but as of course, obviously by by DP uh, J Cap, DJ K Woody, uh, returning guest contributor UW Leah, and special guest contributor first time on the pod Husky. How's everybody doing? How you guys doing? Go dogs! Go dogs! We expect Woof. that F Mac will be joining us shortly, and we'll call that out when uh, <laughs> when he does. Um, but we'll, we'll start with uh, our beverages segment. Uh, Hood Husky, what do you got oh, tonight? Oh, man. So uh, I'm at a party with a whole bunch of friends from work, and uh, they poured up some peach vodka <laughs> with uh, some uh, zero-calorie Sprite. What? Um, yeah. So uh, when, there's a little lime in there, too. Wish y'all could see it. There's a lime in there. So uh, that's what I'm drinking on today. And a side of water. There we go. All right, I've got a side of water there. Leah, how about you? Well, F Mac, you got us. Started out with a margarita, and now I am drinking a lime Lacroix because, as I was quoted at before the pod started, I am thirty-nine and white, so I'm drinking a lime Lacroix. <laughs> DJ, how about you? Uh, my pregnant wife was nice enough to make me a margarita that I. Um, one cup in on, and I probably got two more to go. All right, uh, Jake. Uh, I'm on a Negra Modelo. Nice, nice. Uh, we'll, we'll save the our most famous, most coveted segment for last. <laughs> uh, FMAC, what are you sipping this evening? Also, thirty nine and white, um, and this is a Bootjack IPA. Boomers. <laughs> Surrounded by boomers. Bunch of boomers plus Duke process. Uh, Discuss Husky football. Okay, boomer. In the, in, the boomer. in the boomer hall of fame. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to the Almost 40 Club. Uh, I'm a member of that one as well. Um, I have a Volition Brewing Bendigo Blonde uh, that I'm working on tonight. It's pretty good. Uh, and with without further ado, or without further ado, <laughs> nice process with, with that, was solid. that was solid. That was solid. applause Claps for that on one. That was good. Um, so I broke the rules and actually didn't get a Minute Maid drink tonight. I know, shocker. But I think I finally ran out of ones at the Ralphs down the street. Um, so first of all, we got some some Turkey Hill peach tea. It's pretty good, but it has like a weird aftertaste. Which I don't really like. It's not as sweet as the raspberry one, which is nice because I was like a little oversweet. So it's a solid like seven and a half out of ten. Then we had the most disgusting drink I've reviewed to date. We got the Kern Strawberry Banana ne- Nectar. Do not buy this. This is a DP one out of ten. I thought nectar would just mean like you know it was like strawberry banana. No, it's like literal like sugar. Don't buy it. It's terrible. It sucks. Like legit one out of ten. Then we got the Tropicana caribbean sunset it's pretty solid actually uh maybe like a six uh it's it's also a little on the sweet side but in terms of the the caribbean that's there so yeah solid six out of ten for me dang all right all right well we'll move on uh, to uh to to a new segment we're introducing and uh or we've kind of touched on it in a couple of different ways previously but we're organizing it into a new segment and calling out stupid tweets who's got one that they'd like to to shit on to start us off Oh man, there's so many. Just basically t- every tweet at that man Al has posted in the last two weeks. <laughs> at that man Al is number one on our shit on tweets. No, no, Nick Cody is number one. Oh my god! Oh, that was so brutal. This last week, so bad. <laughs> I don't know. Big game boomer putting Go Dogs ninety one as the number one Utah Twitter account might be up there. Ooh man! Oh no. All offense intended to go dogs ninety one. By the way, <laughs> I hope you listen to the pod, bro. Yeah, I had one the other day that like there was a, a and he liked my response, so I'm not gonna overly shit on it. But it was like calling out UW fans for knowing like more about or the Oregon's team than like Oregon fans do, and it's like yeah, it's because we actually pay attention and understand college football and uh, the ability to do comparative assessment means we can't just look. And cap for our own goddamn team. I Just saw facts. that one. Call me crazy. 
I saw that one. Shoot, my stupid tweet was was Oregon's DBU tweet, man. Oh, that was yes, so man. terrible. That was my stupid tweet. So terrible. Hood, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that hood. That was awful. It was such a terrible take. Oh my god. It was intentional, man. Like Yeah. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, but like even like you know, and 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 I think Diamador Len- uh, Lenore is not actually a bad player. And the the clip that Trey Lance posted, <laughs> not <doing this. laughs> Jesus, like, it's like we didn't just draft this guy like that. You just totally destroyed your teammate in one video. <laughs> so bad. he got like he got he got I twisted mean, gr- into a pretzel on that one, man. Yeah, Amon Ra by Amon Ra. That was bad. <laughs> like, and. I mean, he's I mean, he, he's not he's nice, but he's not that nice. Like, mm. man. And I mean, Thomas Graham gets you know. Dude, Thomas Graham. Week. I don't know how yes. that guy got drafted. To be honest. What was he fifth round, sixth round? Well, I think it was sixth. Six. Oh, yeah, a good yeah. senior bull. Yeah. Yeah. That. That uh, that actually does bring up another uh, stupid tweet that comes to mind for me, and that's uh, it's going to go to ESPN directly for saying that. The Ducks have like the yep. number six most intimidating scary defense of the next three years. Like, get the get the fuck out of here! Did you guys see their criteria? Like, it was like projecting the next three seasons, their current roster, possible NFL departures, non-senior depth, recruiting, and unit trajectory. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Why is Cincinnati How? on the list then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wisconsin's top ten. No North Carolina. Like, right. anyway. yeah. I mean, it, it's like what I said. Like, I'm not going to say that there isn't talent on the Oregon defense. They, you know, if you look at Sewell, Flo, and KT, you've Three got people. you're part way to a damn good front seven. But that's not even half of a front seven. And that's the pro- that's the problem too. And I don't know if we want to get into this, but like with like the whole hot takes on social media, it's almost like the more off you are, the better it is for your engagement, right? Because people are just going to get fired up. You're going to get a bunch of emotional responses. That's better than being dead on. The more off you are, the more rewarded you get with people to be like, oh, that's so, that's cap, that's whatever. Like, you're going to get more of that, right? So it's almost like it's intentional at this point. It's like so bad. The takes are so bad that it has to be intentional. Well, look at like, uh, didn't Lake just have a post with like Elijah Molden and like his mom and all that kind of stuff? And like, look at the engagement on that versus their DBU tweet. Like, what really yeah. matters right now? You know what I mean? And it's really catering to these kids, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know. To me, at the end of the day, what matters is the fact that UW's got more guys in the league than anyone else. So we've got 41 guys getting paid. Facts. League money. Facts. So. Some first-round receivers. <laughs> <laughs> Just receivers getting drafted in general, unlike Oregon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, haven't they not had one since the merger? <laughs> 72, man. Yeah. Uh, that's that's unreal. That is unreal. Receiver. Yeah. How do you not have it? How do you not like fall ass backwards into a single one? Like at that point it has right. to be on purpose. Yeah. They're going to they're going to have a, a guy get drafted sixth round next year. They're going to say wide receiver you. <laughs> they're going to turn Troy Franklin into a fifth round and be like wide receiver you. Yeah. Throw up the O's. Loki Troy, Troy looked good in their spring game. I can't. I can't front. He did. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. He's good. He's good. Everybody, he, he looked good. I mean, say it who looked good. But who doesn't? Honestly, like who doesn't? Fucking yeah. Look good against also, that's true. That's true. my favorite tweet of the week was someone said something about uh, the University of Oregon throwing up the O. How, how every single time they throw up the O, apparently they're just screaming vagina in sign language, and that was about the best thing I heard all week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, I somehow missed that, and that was that fucking made my week. Yeah. Also, the, also, the number facts. of times that I pointed facts. out, like in, as or that I've wanted to point out in response to anybody sh- showing a dubs down, Jeff is like, yeah, and we could have something that we could do with your hands, but it would not be child friendly. So, right? Oh, Speaking speaking of a dubs down, I I posted a Washington Wednesday pick and that Doug that duck eleven posted like a dubs down gif. Oh my god, and on that his guy. Bio, it said, oh. I fondle women like he's bragging. Oh yikes, dude. dude. That creepy guy. Oh, I tagged the FBI. That guy got flamed. His, his replies, dude. 
That was great. Did you still have that? On, yeah, on it's still up. Oh it's God. still up. I just, I was just on his page because I was gonna bring that up, but yeah, it's still there. So. Bad. And then people were calling it out, and he was like correcting their grammar instead. It's like, bro, you gotta address <laughs> the elephant <laughs> no. in the room. There's something else you might need to correct there. Chill. Yeah. I actually did just find a really nice bad tweet that we sent. Uh, this one's from at Sco Mike B on Twitter. There's actually oh, no. it's a, there's like a there's a series here. So first he uh, he ranked the uh, coaches in college football. Number one Saban, number two Dabo. You know we're off to a decent start. Then we got uh, Riley, Smart, Mac, and Fisher. Okay, you know not not terrible. Ryan Day seventh in a tie with uh, Mario Cristobal. Uh, Bro. <laughs> at that point, that the, the so tweet went off the rails. And then it got better because after that, he was like asked about why, and he goes, he has won his conference twice, won a New Year's Six, appeared in another New Year's Six. Let's not forget he started with a four-win team that lacked a lot of talent. Yes, when he started, what was that, seven or eight-win team? <laughs> yeah, took over a seven or eight-win team with Justin Herbert and made Justin Herbert look like a pleb. Yeah, Mike Black is uh, Hood Husky has dealt with Mike Black a lot. Who knows <laughs> that guy? I, I DM him. You know, does FIU not exist? Or like, you know, exactly. what I mean, like that's part of your resume as well. You know, he, he you literally like got rid of all of your coordinators, dang near. You know, to mimic us, almost. You know what well, I mean? So there's a lot to be it, desired from MC man. It, it's that's I mean it's an Oregon trademark. Any history that exists prior to it involving the University of Oregon doesn't matter. It's one of the most frustrating things. I gotta stop this. Anyway. I, I got I got one I got one more tweet. Right, yeah, this isn't ahead, terrible, but it's from one of our own, not one of our own here, oh, no. but one from our side. Is it an Al tweet? Uh, no, it's uh, our. We we all love him. Husky football opinions. Oh no! However, no, he does dude. get ratioed oh, often <laughs> on Twitter. Love that guy, but uh, dang, I didn't say the actual tweet. But basically, said uh, he's trying to be unbiased as possible, and he said the surprise team he think is going to be the Washington Huskies for next year. Basically, in puddles, he has no puddles. Retweeted or yeah. quote, quoted it said, "The cell phone here is." Is him admitting that Washington being good would be a surprise, and walked right, right into that. That's bro. funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's on. That's on. That's HFO. a good troll. That's a good troll. Yeah. Yeah. HFO, you you what tip you your cap when it's necessary. No, that's one you're of those times. Team, team, you're not surprising nobody. One of those times. Yeah, exactly. That's like that's like DP. That's like a, a 90 mile an hour fastball right down the middle. You just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Never, never done that. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on real quick. Um, we got a tweet from at umfanogdal from when oh no the, yeah the whole like UW Michigan spat because I guess yeah. some UW fans were saying that it should be an easy win at Michigan, which I, they have what thirty guys in the transfer portal. I would be surprised if we and didn't they win just that lost game, their DB coach. and I'd be mad if we didn't win. Uh, and then he tweets, I also want to mention through all of this that Michigan was better than Washington in 2016. Thanks. Send tweet. That's the tweet. I saw that. I saw that too. That's man. brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. And didn't one, wasn't one of their losses in 2016? Didn't they get absolutely Yeah, they got shit on. I think, I think they got shit on by Ohio State that year. Or no, no, they had a close game against Ohio State that year. I take that back. Yeah. They got it was Iowa or somebody like that. They lost by like thirty points. Something it was some random uh, game. Like yeah, that, that might have been Ohio State in seventeen. No, I remember because I remember in or, sixteen yeah, they Loki kind of got robbed against Ohio State, but it's Ohio State, so you got to expect that. But I mean, your coach is on the hot seat. You know, your your program trajectory is down. What what are you talking for? I think that's the big the big thing. Right. Well, they actually didn't get blown out that year. One of your most dangerous weapons transferred to UW. True, dude. True. Come on. I like James Yoder. Is that is that who it is? He like trolls the heck out of Michigan. I love it. He's like a Michigan like I think like B writer or commentary, and he just <laughs> he hates being a fan of them right now. Hates it, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, I got one more tweet uh, from at J Bry H. Uh, this was from a couple uh, only a couple days ago. Um, Said Max Borgie will end up round two or three. Would be a first round pick in the two thousands. 
stop smoking crack in Pullman, bro. That's not the craziest shit. That's the wildest shit. Maybe we need to specify, like, calling out the Nick Pickett special. Maybe we need to specify. Is he talking about the NFL draft or the CFL draft? I'm so mad that Nick got signed just before we started this podcast. I'm so upset. I was ready to come in here and talk so much shit, but then he got signed, so fuck me. But yeah, I, I could count on you for that, man. I I wanted so bad. I was trying to keep my cool with Nick. But he, he come he comes at us, right? You know what I mean. So right. it's like, all right, Nick, I'm gonna leave you alone. You're a grown man working towards a dream. I'm gonna be quiet. But that's facts. Yeah, I bet it's just he got yeah. signed by Detroit, so you know Panay was just in there. Talking up his boy and got him signed, but it yeah, there, they went a lot of they went a lot of Pac-12. So. Yeah, there was one uh, sad tweet I saw. It was from uh, Elijah Griffin uh, because he actually oh. ended up going undrafted, which yeah, is really unfortunate. It just kind of makes you remember that for like all the great development UW has done, there are a lot of schools out there not doing it. Like that guy was a super high-profile recruit. Obviously, went to USC and they did not develop him. Uh, if, if that needs wasters. to be said, down there, man, talent wasters. Yeah. Talanoa I know he got drafted, but it was yeah late. way later than he Again, should have. And I mean, any of those DBs that go to USC, I mean, I was looking at their their recent uh, recruits at DB, and really, Adoree Jackson's the only one that's gone in in the first couple rounds uh, recently. And they've they get so many five star guys, the four and five star guys that for them to be putting out talent at that low of a rate is out of this world. Dude, Nashawn Wright went yeah. 99th after one year of big-time football. He went a pick before Molden, which is whack, but if he can get drafted. Corner from San Diego State got drafted. Right. Elijah not Griffin not getting USC's drafted. Process at all. Lifetime contract for Clay Helton, though. Seriously. Let's go. <laughs> Faith, family, <laughs> football. If yeah, if, if the USC uh, athletic department is listening, Clay Helton, um, you know, we're really bummed that he's still the coach of USC because he's so fantastic. Um, you know, the longer he stays there, the better their chance of winning a national title. So, um, you know, I, I guess. Let him build. Let him yeah, build. You know, it, it takes time to build a great program, time. especially at a program that doesn't have a lot of history and tradition like USC. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, if Clay Helton could stick around, I think long term it would be best for your program, but it would be worse for Washington. So please don't keep him around. Yeah. Um, all right, I think it's a good segue to talk. Uh, I think first thing we wanted to really touch on tonight was the the, pro, the new uh, class of pro dogs. Uh, J-Cap and I uh, went 20 minutes and change on uh, celebrating Joe Tryon going at the tail end of round one. But, but the Tampa Bay Huskies, let's fucking uh, go, baby. Yeah. Tampa, yeah, Tampa Bay dogs, man. Um, but certainly big props to, to Levi, to Elijah, to Keith. Uh, hell, Big shout out to Josiah for getting a really good UDFA deal. Um, huge. That's huge. I, I will. The one thing that I will say before I give the floor to everyone to talk about um, what they think of the landing spots and and the, our dogs' chances. Uh, I loved Levi's quote about. I just like fucking people. Up. <laughs> I like fucking up game plans. Like, that was so good. Like that's just beautiful. All right. Anyone, everyone, take it away. Before we get into that, also get, shout out to shout former out dog, uh, Kamalo Eifler. Uh, he got signed with uh, New York, too. Um, so, props to him. I just think for recruiting, like, that's big news, man, that, you know, Joe was able to sneak into the first. Right. Like, just for recruiting purposes, and you see the first thing I did was popped up his 773rd, you know, rank coming out of high school, flex that development there. Of course, you had the tools, et cetera, et cetera. But to get him top 32, you know, and he was mocked even before that in, you know, certain mocks. But we got to find a way to market that, too, as well. Right. Yeah. Right. And the thing the thing with that is, is, like, with one guy, right, their pro- programs will stumble into guys who are low-rated recruits and go to the first round. It happens. Those guys, there's guys who are under-recruited, guys who develop late, guys who just don't have good rankings for whatever reason because the recruiting sites aren't always right. But when there's, like, a consistent pattern with guys like that ending up in the first round like we have, I think you do have to be able to sell that. And I think Joe just kind of adds that track record for us. You see, I put the thing up about, like, Molden and Keith, you know, like, outplaying their, you know, their high school rankings. And while it's, you know, not by a, 
huge margin at all, like, it's still a flex. You know what I mean? Like, Keith, fourth round, going to be in a, you know, great situation, or was it fourth, fifth, but a great situation, you know, with an organization that, yep. you know, tends to develop DBs well, right. and alongside another a, a number one, you know, pick in JC, you got Dante Jackson there, Jeremy Chan, so they're, you know, they're investing in their DBs. I uh, I can definitely imagine Keith carving out a role early. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sure. sure. JC and there. Another and another team with a – and he's got a, another dog on his team in that defense in Shaq. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then if you look at all four of the guys drafted, I mean, technically all four of them are drafted higher than their ranking. Levi, he was a four-star recruit, but I, I think he was in the 200s, late yeah. 200s somewhere. You know, he was drafted what like, – 41st. 40, yeah, 41st overall. 41st. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy for all those dudes, especially especially Tryon, like getting drafted the first round and not being highly touted out of, out of high school. That's, that's huge. feel happy for all of those guys. And, yeah, I'm excited yeah, for Tryon, try especially. especially. Not only because he's drafted the first round, but he's in a, like, so he's on a good team and with a good defense and with a good D-line, so it's not going to – be dependent on him like some of these other newcomers rookie guys like oh they're expected like to have 10 sacks well he can have a few sacks or just you know just be played sparingly and still be fine because he's gonna have guys around him and they're not expecting a whole lot at least his first year so yeah Yeah, but you're not putting those expectations on him like if you look at 2022 as much as we like to talk about uh kt from oregon um and all that that stuff down there but i mean he's gonna go top five i mean it just is what it is he's a physical freak and he's gonna go top five um but i mean if you're going top five you're going to a terribly run organization with probably not a lot of depth at the position that you're playing um so i mean you're gonna go to a spot where you're gonna be relied upon super heavy sometimes guys can can live with that and and play to that level like if you look at miles garrett in cleveland um he's playing at a level that not a lot of guys play at in the history of the NFL. Um, but if you look at where Joe is, he's going into to a spot with JPP, he's going in with Vita, um, and Dominican Sue, and they've got guys there that, that can let him kind of play in a rotation type of thing. Like if you look at that, that Seahawks Super Bowl team when Cliff Averill only had to pe- play, what, 25% of the snaps. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a situation where he can, can learn and, and be – the guy down the road and you don't put him in that that position where he's putting too much pressure on himself and and setting himself up to fail so i'm really stoked for where he ended up yeah and then, and then, and then go go ahead huh? I, I just well, I'll, I'll just say i just i just felt like every single you know uh draft choice got drafted by the like ideal team right you know fit right. their style of play uh their uh need for development you know joe going to tampa you working with a left tackle that <laughs> man probably the best rookie one. Um, like I said, Keith Taylor going to a place where they develop CBs and have a high um, expectation for CBs. Elijah, I don't know if he, you know, he's ready day one, but he's going to definitely carve out a role there. Um, and Levi should be a day one starter. So I, I love the he's fits really more so than like positioning. I would say definitely love the fits. Yeah, and I was going to talk about Elijah real quick because Titans got a steal. Him going 99, we all know he should have gone higher. And if he didn't do his pro day or if he was healthy in his pro day, he's going second round for sure, in my in my opinion. At least at least maybe early third. But, yeah, he's – and I think he's going to be ready day one, whether they're going to have him at, at nickel. Like, you know, he's, he's a four-year guy and started for – what two and a half, maybe three, if you want to count the sophomore year years at UW. So I think he's going to be right. It's a great fit for him. Yeah, uh, Jay Cap, you brought up Kavon, uh, and I think there's something I want to touch on there because obviously, like you said, Kavon's a freak, and he'll probably end up going top five in the draft just because of the fact that he's a freak. But the fact of the matter is, he's an absolute complete freak, and he hasn't produced like one of the top five players in an NFL draft should. And I think that says a lot about what Oregon's doing. Um, And then, Hood, you talked about uh, the situations guys are in. I'm really stoked about Joe getting to play on that defensive line at Tampa Bay, obviously. Um, 
Joe with a defensive tackle who just absolutely swallows guys. I don't know if you guys remember just how big of a difference uh, Vito was in the Super Bowl, but it was massive seeing like he just pretty much single-handedly destroyed that game. Probably didn't get the credit that he should have, but to to me, he was probably one of the single biggest reasons that the Chiefs just weren't able to fucking move the ball game. He was dominant uh, on the interior. So Joe going in that situation where he can start off as pretty much just a like a freak one-on-one on the outside. That's a great situation for him. They'll probably run him in some pass rushing downs, and then as he develops, uh, gets more time, I think you're going to see him become an absolute stud it's a great situation for him uh elijah i was really stoked about just because i think the titans have done a pretty good job last couple years maximizing value so if they're taking elijah uh at 100 that means they see a lot of value there obviously like they said he's a fucking jedi in the slot and he's pretty versatile so i think he's gonna stick uh pretty well there uh hood i know you're you're big on the whole like positional thing so that's kind of why he uh went as low as he did but, uh, yeah, Elijah's in a great fit. Obviously, like you said, Levi should start day one, and I think KT's in a pretty good spot as well. And, I mean, yeah, and, go ahead. No, okay, all I was going to say is, wait, 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 DP, you're telling me that, uh, you know, in terms of uh, Thibodeau's production down at Oregon, that he's not producing like somebody that goes that top five. Is, wait, you're, you're telling me that maybe there's a, a weakness in having your – elite edge rusher have to take on double and triple teams because you've got no one else on the line that scares anybody for no. goddamn shit weird elite talent doesn't Wait, produce the, an organ defensive ends aren't, aren't... it's almost like justin <laughs> herbert didn't just come into the league and suddenly look like a better player than he was at oregon it's weird after a couple months of nfl training such a surprise cotton sharpens yeah. cotton somehow yeah. cotton Go sharpens ahead. cotton <laughs> Sorry, that's a new one. That's a good one. <laughs> and Anybody Jay, else have Jayvon, anything thoughts on the draft? Or Kayvon was number one recruit, right? Ranked in the country. So anything past one, yeah. If he goes past two, three, four, they're not developing right. They're not true. Developing. Losing, losing the money. He goes that's number four. True. They're losing the money. That's yeah. true. Hey, a year from this podcast, when we're talking about the 2022 draft. That Ooh. is looking like a long list. I think, yeah, I, th- I think Roman pointed out that there could be as many as twelve guys drafted if everything breaks right. That's pretty fucking. I mean, that's Alabama numbers right there. It is yeah. going to be a legitimate Alabama draft class. Yeah. Like it's, it could be insane. I miss this one. I, when, hope, I hope we don't have twelve guys drafted next year because if we have all twelve of those guys leave, twenty two is going to be a. But on the other oh, hand, if we have a good enough but, year that all 12 yeah. guys end up leaving, we're going to have a great fucking year. So. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that 2021 is going to be a great year if that happens. And did yeah, the attrition true. really affect us this year? True. Transfer portal. True. So. Transfer yeah. portal you. Yeah, and shout out to the coaches. They like. I'm so impressed Like, because I, I don't think that would have been at all in Pete's comfort zone to be as aggressive as we've been in the portal. Shout out to Jimmy and the staff for pivoting and saying, okay, this is the new nature of college football and getting the fuck after it. And shout out to Jimmy for following Jacob on Twitter. That's big time. And Leah. Oh, and Leah. I'm sorry. Leah, I didn't didn't realize you followed you. That's my bad. That's my bad. My bad. My bad. I didn't see it. Palms down. We all know that Jimmy's going to start listening to the podcast. We all know that. Also, I think think he's been listening, to be honest. Also, shout out to Jimmy for listening to the pod. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I also want to touch on because he don't follow me. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah that, that's brutal. He, next Washington Wednesday though, he's got you. I want to touch on that has, the that um, has taken off. I, I appreciate you. Yeah, it's crazy. On, um, the thought that if we do lose all twelve of those guys, I mean, most of the guys that uh, Roman was talking about us losing are at positions that we are really deep at anyway. I um, mean, we're stacking talent. We talked about this in the, in the group chats that we're stacking talent at DB, we're stacking talent at O-line, and those are going to be the primary positions that we would lose guys at. Um, and, I mean, I don't know if we want to segue this into the spring game, but we have three Power 5 starters walk on at DB right now. So, I mean, I'm not worried about if we lose guys. Yeah, It is what it is. I mean, we've got the talent behind it. So, Case is uh, not going to walk on for long. No, not that at all. That dude was unreal. Michel yeah. is gonna gonna get a scholarship. I feel that he was, should. That was the excuse in in the in the spring game uh, for TD uh, TDDS was that oh we had a whole bunch of third unit and walk ons out there. Dude, uh, our so third unit walk-ons walk-ons were would cooking. start. <laughs> <laughs> what ours just did, yeah, yeah. Michel 
is a hitter, dude. More thumpers. One or two linebackers uh, that are walk-ons that could be uh, have scholarships at D1 schools. Actually, one of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, How about Jackson Sermon bringing the fucking thunder? Jackson Sermon. I'm a... To walk on at Washington. Yeah, Shout facts. Out Fowler. I will be here to eat all the crow if Jackson Sermon so plays much crow. well. Yeah. We talk I want so to. much shit about my guy. But, I mean, if he plays well, see, I am I feel like I'm just coming on here and saying if they play well, I'm going to have to talk or eat all the crow, but Draco got injured, so I don't know if I'm going to have to do that one. But, nah, <laughs> nah, <we won't. laughs> eh, Hermione got <laughs> Jackson's body was ready, man. Yeah. What's I, that? You just kind of Jackson's body was ready. His his mind was kind of overthinking a lot of stuff. And now that you got, you know, you bit. picking Eddie's mind, you know, you better perform now. You better put that body to work. Yeah, and you can tell you can tell that his eyes are right. Like he gets himself, he's reading the play, he's sniffing stuff out, and he just wasn't finishing last year. And from what I saw in the spring, like he's finishing those plays that last year he didn't finish up. He's wrapping up. He's in the right spot. He's finishing. And so it's good to see. And I don't know if that's, I, I, I don't know, you know, just, I guess, just development, right? And getting his body right. But I, I, I was really encouraged. And I mean, you guys know we're all in the same GCs. Like I was not high on Sermon, right? Um, but he looked really good to me. So I'd be, again, to your point, J-Cap, like happy to, I'll eat that crow with some, you know, Stubbs barbecue sauce and whatever. I'm happy to do that. (laughs) Feed it to us. Yeah, exactly. One quick quick clarification and question about that, because it was another area that was a a position of concern for us. Can part of that, and and this is not to take anything away from Jackson, but is is he being set up or or being put in a position for a little bit more success because our interior defensive line is performing and doing their job in the defense so he's clean? To get yeah. into the hole and, and Noah and Galu, they're they're eating up blocks. Yeah, yeah I was Noah gonna touch on Noah Galu. Holy crap! I mean, the, so the thing is, I kind of touched on this in the group chat. Is for a lot of the guys who were depth guys in 2020, we, you know, we had a four game sample, right? So really, a lot of these guys we haven't seen them at all since 2019. And I think one thing we haven't really been thinking about is how important that two, essentially two years of development is so these guys are all two years ahead for the most part like Ngalu from where we saw them last time and Noah looked fucking good like our interior defensive line was getting penetration on every single play and as we've touched on the O-line does not suck like that defensive line looked fucking unreal and that's without ZTF in there it was crazy thank you Duke process everyone listened to you talk about the O-line for 20 minutes last podcast so yes we know how good the OL is It was only 20 minutes. I thought it was a lot longer. <laughs> it was pretty much the whole pot. I don't remember. <laughs> that was that was my big thing last year, man. Like, IDO was really not said. Like, Eddie even had, you know, to get people off his body, you know, and was just not slippery enough to do so, you know. But Jackson is over here thinking about other people's job and then thinking about his job, and that's just not good for an underclassman. Like, we we forget that. You know, not everybody is, you know, these dudes that just come in and can play immediately and excel. And, you know, we, we get a little impatient sometimes, but this development thing is, is pitched for a reason. It's we're developing these players, you know, and I think we got to see yeah. that in the IDL. Um, we're trying to judge the offense and, you know, all these quarterbacks and all these running backs. And it's like, well, shoot, can they get a clean pocket? Can they get a, a, a hole here or there, you know, and. It's it's definitely didn't happen this spring, and we'll segue obviously into the you know how we felt about spring, but IDL definitely stood out. Yeah, I mean, and it it I think the the takeaway or the the brief like I think we're we're already into talking takeaways from spring. Uh, I think those guys are playing to their you know to the talent level, and and like they're showing why all of you know Thule and Taki and um, Bandis had a couple of really good series in the spring game where he got really good penetration. Uh, Nagalu, like if we can roll five or six deep at that spot, that's just going to cause a shit ton of problems. Um, but yeah, let's talk spring takeaways. Somebody take it. Let's talk spring. Taj Davis is going to compete for time, man. Hey, yeah, that's Taj, my boy. Friend of the pod. DJ's been on the Taj Davis train. <laughs> DJ's been on and the Hood, Taj. Though. Hood has too. Yeah, yeah that's, true. that's true. I see Hood shout him out on on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, called him out for that drop. Yeah, and was yeah. Like, he better <laughs> back yeah. it up. 
Yeah, the... yeah, credit for sure. Like we, I mean, the fir- from the moment that he opted out in 2020, it was like, all right, he's in the portal. Yeah. He sees the writing on the wall. Um, and I, you know, I'll admit, I didn't expect a lot of him this spring, but man, he showed up big time, big time. It made me, I was worried about the wide receiver yep. depth, you know, after the transfers and all that. And now seeing him kind of show up and, you know, seeing what we did in the portal, I'm like, man, I feel good. I feel, I feel really confident. I'm yeah. not worried at all. I mean, the wide receivers to me were a bit concerning in the spring game, but having Taj show up the way he has, and then obviously uh, Polk has been, uh, I don't want to call it a revelation because we knew he was pretty good, but uh, he's been pretty uh, solid in terms of catching. Then obviously Rome's just an absolute game breaker. Um, so I have a little bit more confidence just knowing that we have those three guys solid and then there's a lot of talent behind them. So hopefully some of those guys can figure it out and we'll have a pretty solid wide receiver core. Dude, in, yeah. in my notes, like I, I didn't even have a, in my, you know, five takeaways from spring, I didn't even have, you know, any player position or a specific player as my top two things I wanted to talk about. It was, you know, number one was the fans are the biggest winner of the spring. You know what I mean? And then just kind of seeing that energy and competitive nature uh, from the team. Like that was, it didn't matter if the offense was scoring or the defense was scoring. People were talking that, talking that mess, you know, and I don't even think that that stemmed from Buki. I think they, I think that was already going to come this offseason yeah. with just like reciprocating Lake's energy. So I think the yep. fans and, mm-hmm. and, and definitely like the competitive nature is kind of the, my two biggest takeaways. Yeah, yeah, one of the I, things, yeah. Jake, I'll oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, I was going to mention that. I mean, I said it in, in the group chat that uh, the physicality from the defensive backs is just yeah. something that, that we didn't see um, as much, even during the season uh, last year. We didn't see that attitude. We didn't see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw people hitting, like, I'll bring up Mish Powell again, that hit that he put. I can't remember who the running back was. Uh, but I've rewatched that spring game a couple times. But that dude, um, and then you talk about like uh, I think Hood. You shout him out in the group chat. Uh, Voy and and Kualpehopa, Yeah, uh, Voy looked really playing good. with crazy yeah. crazy attitude and and getting in people's faces yeah. and uh, just playing in a way that that we haven't seen out of the Huskies yeah. in a while. And it's something that that's really exciting to me, uh, just because we're going to see him play with with a little bit of a kind of a bad attitude. Not in a bad way, that obviously, leader, but <laughs> that leader finally stepped up. You know, the guy who not only is vocal but is actually making plays. You know, and and shaking things up. And that's Thule. Like Thule, like actually is showing up. You know, and obviously, you know, Taki's doing this thing in run defense, but Thule's doing both. You know, he's fine. He's he's getting some penetration. And uh, Malol uh, uh, last year was kind of saying that the IDL step they needed to take was making the play in the backfield. It wasn't just getting back there or and, and disrupting things. Yeah. It was you getting that TFL. A lot of missed Not tackles. relying on that linebacker, not relying on any of that, that DB blitzing, not relying on that, but you making that play. And it, it definitely looked like Thule is starting to come into his own in that regard, which is obviously trickling down into some of our favorite young guys. Yeah, yeah we, we need him too. And I was going to say Braylon. guys in the DL, D, D line to step up, and Thule would be huge. And sorry, DP. Uh, but, you know, so we talked about a couple of the guys that kind of stood out. And one other, well, first of all, with Taj Davis, I know I was, like, giving a shout-out a few pods ago. I mean, I didn't think he would take the step that he, we've seen so far. Uh, but I just liked his film, and then I just knew, like, the depth was a concern with wide receivers, so I knew he, was, he would get his opportunities. But one guy that I also liked that we didn't really talk about yet is uh, Culp, uh, tight end. Like he he showed out and he was looking he was looking athletic, big still, physical, and he made some good plays out there. And you know if if we can have an extra guy at tight end, excuse me, that along with uh, Otten and Redman and Moore and some of those yeah, guys I was going to talk like, about more. Yeah, yeah, some of those guys can go out wide, and you know, so even if we do have some concerns at wide receiver, like Moore especially can play a little bit wide. Yeah, uh, a little the, bit. Yeah. And Boy's so, a freak. Yeah, a lot of good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've talked about more some already. I was I was kind of, I was pretty high on him last pod. Um, that boy can fucking move. Like, 
I like his high school tape was really good. Uh, for those of you who didn't watch it, his high school tape, like the, the talent was never the question, but him being in the program, just the way he moves, you don't find guys like that. Like you, you really don't. He's a rare athlete. Um, so it was, it was really awesome watching him get out there and kind of make things happen. Uh, the other thing is J Cap and Hood kind of touched on it some is one of the things I touched on really early on in the pause was our kind of lack of collective identity the last two seasons almost. So kind of after the last holdovers graduated in like 2018, it felt like we kind of lost that identity. And I don't know if we have like a specific team-defined identity yet, but there's kind of an attitude there now, maybe an edge. And I really like seeing that because it feels like there's a little bit of a spark kind of behind what we have. And it's really exciting to see that after the last two seasons where it's been like we've kind of lacked that. I will say one thing in terms of tight ends that can move like that. Uh, uh, I, I sent the the highlight tape uh, in our GC earlier this week. There's a, a younger brother of a... Oh, he's current, okay. Yeah, uh, he might be okay. Uh, yeah, Ryan Otten. That kid <laughs> can fly for somebody his size. Like, here's hoping he, he follows in his big brother's footsteps. Cause, Have you guys... I, I put in the that's GC... A nice tape. I put in the GC like one of the formations they were running. And it was like two two receivers wide on you know the left, and then it was three tight ends split out. Like you're in an empty set with three tight ends split out wide. Sure, injected into the veins, man. Um, please, that is beautiful. yeah. It's like it's that, like pick your poison, man. Like what? Because because they can because because those those tight ends they can block. So that can you know what do you do? You defend the run heavy on that side, or they can run routes. Like I just love I, and I hope and I think you were kind of you were you were getting at this DP, but like my whole my whole like vibe when Jimmy took over was like I hope he brings that fire and that nastiness to like the offensive side of the ball. I really hope that we see that this year. Like we kind of got a little bit of a hint at it with the running game. I know that the playbook was really limited to install a new offense with four games and like no time. I really want to see that edge and that nastiness in the offense. Uh, I feel like it's coming along. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but I'm I'm pretty encouraged with it. You guys were also mentioning, uh, you guys mentioning Taj on offense, and I feel like, um, you know, his clone on defense, somebody who accepted a challenge, and it was a different type of challenge. It was a challenge from, you know, the biggest transfer we've gotten in a long time. But Cam Fab, um, he took it personal that Buki came into the program. And when I tell you, I'll, I'll I'll be posting some stuff in the GC and stuff. His mannerisms are Elijah Molden. Like the way he gets his hands on people. So smooth. When he makes a play, um, he has Elijah Molden celebrations. Like he's that guy with additional length. You're not talking about a five ten guy, you know, a short stocky guy. You're talking about a lengthy guy at that position. So, you know, I'm, that is, um, Taj's equivalent on offense for me personally. Yeah, I go ahead, DJ. Yeah, I I totally forgot about Cam Fab, and yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him because I think I I might have brought it up last pot or maybe it was just on a side conversation because a lot of people were been talking about Cam Fab this last year, and I know I wasn't really sure why. Like I haven't really seen much of him in college, obviously, but people I know like around the program been talking about him a lot. But when I saw him out there, not only did did he play the part, but he looks the part out there. Like he, he's gotten big from what I remember seeing him in film in high school. And yeah, he's like you said, he's not short. He's not a five ten guy. He's out there. I don't know what his height is, but it's probably got to be like six, two, six, three. And yeah, I, I'm excited for him because he looked a lot better than what I remember and what I thought he would be. So yeah, Cam Fab was definitely going to, a guy going to be fighting for some PT out there. I don't. I have no idea what you're all laughing about. <laughs> it's, it's a great joke. They read that Lacroix is getting to both of them. <laughs> I got put on blast in the pod group chat. Yeah, the pod group oh, chat's yeah. pretty it's funny at the moment. Oh, Unfo- unfortunately, timed photo. <laughs> Man, so now we got to be Thank on the lookout you, for uh, pictures being taken. Yeah, Thank that you, hurt. Leah. That Thank hurt. <laughs> no, it's okay. I will say you no, should see the, uh, one of the you should see the profile the part. that everyone yeah. wanted for. You see the profile picture of the uh, old Sound of Siren podcast. <laughs> like Spicoli, um, I will say, change it into Spicoli process. 
When I, I, when I, everyone really hard. Everyone who's met it made it a little bit differently. All right, let's not judge. Yeah, let, give the sugar some time to absorb into the into the body deep. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a long week, finals and all that. Uh, you know, a little, a little sleepy. Uh, oh, that's an unfortunate photo. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, I will say um, one of the other things that I'm really encouraged by is it does look to me. Um, from what I've seen is that, that Cam Davis has really taken over as, as RB1. I think we are going to see a running back by committee, um, but I think that Cam is going to be the guy, and that's been something I've, I've been shouting about for a while, and I think we've all basically had a, a concurrent opinion on that one for quite a while, that, that Cam should be RB1. I mean, did we not see Richard Newton? I mean, DJ yeah. loves I've dick. Been he, ain't okay. he, ain't, he ain't wiggly. He ain't wiggly. He look wiggly. Yeah, that's true. He big did. dick energy, as Aaliyah's saying. I love D- it. DJ, DJ loves dick, so it's okay. I'm a big fan of dick. Dick pounds the whole heart. Oh, my God. fast. Let's go. I love it. Leo with the bars. Paul Alley-oop right there. Either, when I saw that run, I was like, I immediately in the GC, I was like, okay, Dick, like, okay, that was, that was, I was, I was impressed, like, man, I did not see that, I did not see that in, in, you know, recently from him, that was amazing. He was pissed, man. Yeah, I, I love, see, I love watching positives. Dick Wiggle, really big fan of watching Dick Wiggle. Oh, man. Well, is that part of your process, <laughs> Dick, dick process. Dude, but imagine dick having process. like McGrew, dick process. McGrew and Pleasant. Imagine yeah, having McGrew and Pleasant there for attrition. Yeah. Hey, hooligan, I'm sorry. You're, you're editing this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, hey, hey, let, let's be real. Most hey, of the people that listen to this know, yeah, they'll be know what the this. content is. That's facts. They know. That's facts. They know. They know. That's facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what? Hey, Hood, what were you saying? Or about McGrew and Pleasant? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, just like, I mean, if they're the ones who drug you to the run the damn ball, so, like, you just, you know for a fact that if, you know, Newton doesn't pull through in a game or Cam is struggling in a game, you know, you can actually rely on those two um, if, you know, somebody gets hurt or somebody's not performing up to snuff. Um, I, and, I, and, I, and we were mentioning the 12 people drafted. I don't know if you guys see it, but Kamari's body is an NFL body. So whether he gets a look or not, you know, is one thing. But he's got an NFL body, and that's what John Donovan was saying uh, going into last season is that he, you know, transformed his body, changed his diet, lifted, and did all the speed, et cetera, speed work, et cetera. So you guys write a lot of the, the seniors off, and, and I personally feel like, you know, LeVon Coleman didn't come into his own until when? Senior year, when he found a True. role. You know what I mean? And you had him on a lead block, you know, a couple times, too. Um, uh, I forgot who it was in the GC that was asking for uh, – oh, it, it was a Trend uh, 2K was asking for more 21 personnel, having, like, dual backs in the Shout in the out backfield. to Trend, by the way. Shout out to Trend. Shout out, Dude, shout out to my shout guy. Shout out, Trend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Shout out, my guy. But just having, like, that, that – and obviously, JD ain't shown that yet, so we would hope that that, that personnel would come, come shine through, but – I think that could be a nice little role for Kamari carve something out for him like that. Yeah, he's going to need to have that role because, I mean, as some of you all already know, I'm not a big Kamari Pleasant fan, but I'm hoping he proves me wrong. But he definitely has some specific uh, things on the field that he's good at blocking for one. But uh, <clears throat> so, all right, we've been kind of duking it up a little bit, talking to all these guys. Rightfully so, all these guys are great. But does anyone else have a have any concerns over the offense? Or, like, you think they're going to be straight? Because, I mean, I'm not saying that. I don't think our offense is going to be bad. But to make it to the playoffs or, like, maybe win a Rose Bowl, we got to be getting, like, almost 40 points a game, if not more. I don't think we're there. And I don't I don't know. I still have concerns over with John Don and the offense he runs. Not really, like, the players we have, but just with the, the offensive setup that we have. But anyone have any concerns or are you guys all liking it? The spring game is on YouTube, man. Like, why would you want to put something out there 
True. You know what I mean? Why would you want to put something out there? Like, I was showing you guys things from practice um, during, like, installs and stuff where, you know, McMillan's running these, you know, toast routes or, you know, double moves, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I even drew up a play that they ran, ran often, you know, when uh, they saw certain, like, cloud or cover three looks. They didn't run none of it. You know what I mean? So, like, this is Jimmy Lake playing his little game where he likes to hide things, hide players, you know, learning from CP in that regard. But uh, I think they, uh, I think these receivers are going to have a lot less resistance. You know what I mean when they're going up against Cal, uh, anybody in the North at the end of the day, because nobody's as deep. You know as our secondary. Oh, let's put the second string in on lock. Let's put the third on lock. So I- I'm fine. Um, you got five running backs that can control the ball in a tough game. I- I'm 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 good. Yeah, and and one thing I will say, someone's echoing, but um. So with the, with the, the quarterbacks, um, I think uh, Patty Ice uh, kind of struggled a little bit. He had a, he didn't really look good with pressure. Um, he he ran into pressure a lot. His movement in the pocket was not good. But what it, that did underscore was how good Dylan is at moving in the pocket. It's one thing we we've touched on a lot. But his movement in the pocket is legit. It, it's hard to learn how to do what he does. He has really great instincts in the pocket. Uh, and I thought he handled what was a lot of pressure really well. Uh, obviously, Sam has has a ways to go, but he's obviously flashed a couple throws where it's pretty obvious the kind of arm talent he made. I think he had one. I, I think it was Rome got pushed out of bounds on a really nice completion, but it was a hell of a, hell of a throw, so you can obviously see the talent there. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with Demo because the last time – we were in big games. Our quarterback was kind of running around like a headless chicken under pressure. So having a guy who isn't losing his head like that will be pretty nice. Shout out to Lavelle Durant for that pocket Facts. awareness right there. LDT. They they given he might as well be UW's quarterback coach. They send everybody. Please teach all of these guys that. Please, please go there. Yeah, hire him. Yeah, make him the QB coach. I was gonna go in on the the quarterbacks as well. Um, I mean I. I think that it's kind of not a, a question anymore. Dylan should start. Um, Sam, Sam's not ready, number one. Uh, and I said this in the group chat after the spring game. Patty Ice's feet are made of cinder blocks. That dude can't move. Like, I mean, it's it's one thing to know what to do and not be able to do it. Um but I, I think, like like you said, DP, he just doesn't have that pocket awareness that Kyler Dylan Rennie has. syndrome. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the guy is, he's there, I think, in in the head. I think he's hes a smart guy. I think he's a smart quarterback. He sees what he needs to do, but he, he can't get there. Uh, his feet just can't do it. Um, also, shout out to Leah. I saw you with the ice in the veins. We're here for that. Hood Husky does not hate Sam Heward, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That See, there. that's the thing is that so many, so many people on Husky Heward. Twitter get into this Dylan versus Sam debate, and they take it. Ow! If you want, oh my god, uh, if you want Dylan to start, you're anti Sam, and that's that's not it. You want the best for Sam, and you want him to sit a year. Sam better cry. Sam is. I mean, let's let's be honest. Sam is more physically talented. That's that's just facts. That's what it is. Um, but he's not there. He's not ready to play. If you, we talked about this on the last pod. You put Sam out there, he might produce more big plays because he's more comfortable with the vertical passing game than Dylan might be. Um, but it's a lower floor because he has so many growing pains to go through under center, uh, getting into the huddle with the pro-style offense that Dylan doesn't have because he's already comfortable with it. Um, and we've seen, like Hood said, uh, with Lavelle, Dylan's working on that pocket awareness, that mobility, and that kind of stuff. So, um, Dylan's the starter. I'm done with this conversation of Sam yeah. should start. It is what it is. And for what for, for sure. what it's worth, for sure. Uh, for for what it's worth, I think that we only really need a game manager this year. Um, like we're, we're we can win games as long as our quarterback doesn't screw things up. But I think it's unfair to call Demo a game changer. Um, doing what he did last year as a game freshman. Manager. <laughs> you said game changer. <laughs> I call him a game changer. I'm a game manager. Yeah. My bad. My yeah. bad. Um, yeah, it's unfair to call Demo a game manager just because of what he did last year. Um, 
with you know the COVID COVID offense where you don't really get new implementation, you know, freshmen essentially starting and the craziest. Yeah, it it was a tough situation to be in. He he went out and handled it about as well as you could expect any uh, freshman to handle that. So to call him a game manager is I think unfair. And I think he is more than what we need to be an elite team this year. And I, th- I don't know that necessarily he might get us over the top at the highest level, but I think we can compete at that level with Demo. Yeah. So yeah. we should, uh, my, my take on this, like watching the spring game. And I said this in the GC, it's like, Hey, uh, Sam, Sam here, like you can see the talent it's there, mm-hmm. but the, the dude is like two weeks out of high school repping against like you know our db room like dude you can't like he's not he's not there and who do you want who who do i want to start on the road against michigan i want demo i'm sorry like i that's who's going to give us the best chance to win and sam yeah you get like you extrapolate like the competition over a period of time and like sam should overtake demo like the physical tools are there but like we're talking about winning this year um, yeah, I think we our offense is certainly enough to win the pack. We should. I'll be disappointed if we don't. In terms of winning the CFP and getting over that hump like you were to say in DP, I don't know. That's an iffy for me. I, I haven't seen what I need to see just yet. Um, but hey, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to, you know, see it out for more than four games than we got in twenty twenty, right? Um Yeah. And, and I think a key point, um, and I'll shout out the the season is over guys that talked about this, and I don't remember which pod that they did where they talked about like based on our defensive performance, if we'd had an average offense or an even a slightly above average in terms of points per game. Let's be real with the defense. Like, I think this spring has answered the question about like was the four years that we you know the 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 IDL and the the linebackers last year I think we what we saw out of the defense this spring is that that's a hiccup and we're going to be a traditional or you know Peterson slash Lake slash Kwiatkowski Husky defense this fall all the offense has to do is score 24 to 28 a game and we're not going to fucking lose I mean yeah that's Dugan but we're not going to lose yeah I I mean yeah no you're right I mean, I'm still – I mean, if I had his shoes, probably Demo would probably be the guy. But I'm still not 100% sold on him either because he's up and he's too up and down for what I like, in my opinion. I mean, not saying he's bad, but, like, he, he should have had, what, like three interceptions if guys caught the ball in defense in the spring game. And, I mean, yeah, so he might be the best guy in the room. But, like, yeah, he's not going to be the guy that's going to get you over that hump to – go to the playoffs for sure not win a playoff game and and so yeah i'm kind of concerned with with that but i mean yeah i think our defense is good enough to get us to a new york six game that can carry us as long as what dp said is that demo is a game manager and or a game changer what he said he said he said both (laughs) and he's over there laughing like man you guys I'm not even keeping up with the chat over here. Fmax sent a great meme. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! I'll put it on. I'll put it on wax right now, man. Like I'll even, I'll even say like, and we haven't even talked about it. You still got summer workouts. Yep. You still got fall mm-hmm. camp. At the end of the day, like I was at early practices, and I was obviously you know see the progression towards <clears throat> the spring game, and. uh you know, Sam made some significant strides, so I can't imagine he gets, you know, the summer and the fall to work on the specific things that JD asked him to work on after right. he's seen him in person. You know, you can read a playbook all you want, you know what I mean, but actually getting out there, um, hopefully he don't, in the face of pressure, you know, Ben Hines was coming at him and he just panics and throws the ball at Ben Hines' helmet, you know what I mean? Hey, looky so, though, Ben Hines looked good. Uh, Ike, man. You yeah, know? shout out Ben Hines. His family was right next to me uh, during the spring game, and also Word. shout out to F Mac for giving me great seats at the spring game. Oh, and line, and, and uh, shout shout out to Zakari Spears. He was like two rows behind me. Yeah, 
Super right. quiet, man. He was quiet, hella quiet. Uh, I didn't want to blow him up. He yeah. looked like he, like I looked at him and I like tried to like gesture to him and he looked like he was just trying to chill with the fam. So I didn't, man, didn't go say hi. Man, him and his nothing. fam looked locked in, man. They looked excited. They yeah, looked for like sure. they couldn't wait to get on that field, man. Um, and shout out to, you know, uh, having open practices in a spring game to be able to have, you know, our, our guys in attendance. Right. You know, to be able to – it ain't sneaking anybody in, but, you know, you get all these young guys – who haven't been able to go to a UW game or be catered to or treated, you know, kind of dope. Yeah, we had some of our... Oh, to respond to Hooligan's message in the chat, I would be remiss if we went this whole pod and didn't talk about the fact that Roger Rosengarten is going to be the next great offensive tackle from Washington. First round draft. dude Animal. Animal. monster. Man. I went, I went, so my brother was with me, um, and... He hasn't been to any practices. I haven't really talked to him too much about too much stuff. And the first thing he said was like, who's 72? And I, no quarterback conversation, no receivers, no not, who's who's. Oh, yeah, he's different. So, hey, yeah, he definitely stood out. That's a first round. That whole Nate Kalepo too, Julius Buelo. Oh, my Dude, goodness. Buelo looks good. He's still pretty raw, but he you can see the tools are there. Uh, Huge. He's gigantic, dude. I have fr- I brought two buddies with me to the game that have they like they're into husky football but not like like we are obviously um, they pointed that out for sure um, who the fuck is that guy that dude is a mountain of a human <laughs> I don't know what is happening in the chat right now because everyone looks like they're dying on mute <laughs> something happened Yo, my my it's dude uh... love DP love. <laughs> DP my love one and a half pause. Year old son. Pause. <laughs> my one and a half year old son was attending the game. He he noticed uh, Roger out there too. Yeah, that like, picture. Looked he looked like he was locked in, dude. He, he was. was. He was oh. locked into the game. Yeah. We went this whole time, and this is just the embarrassment of riches. We went this whole time without talking about Dom Hampton. Like, oh my, dude. Yeah. What the hell, dude? What is, Holy what is freak. It? It's di- he don't like none of the nicknames we got. Okay, he's in the he's in the Dragon Ball Z and stuff. So we are gonna have to figure maybe figure out something in relation to yeah. that. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure yeah, something. That's out. That's not my wheelhouse. He's got to get some more time on the field for us to come up with a name. Agree with yeah. that. Agree with that. You got to earn that, man. Yeah, earn that. Who was it? Mike right. Martin was like Raptor or something. I think I said that originally. R.I.P. Mike Martin. I don't know. Are we talking about nicknames for Dom Hampton? Yeah. Hell yeah. I think I, in the GC I dropped uh, Dom Oakman. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so jacked, dude. He's like, you know, that's yeah. who he reminds like Dom Oakman. Yeah. He reminds me of like Underworld, like those like lichens. Yeah. Like just cock deep, just ugh. All right. He's, he's a savage, man. Man. All right. Anybody have any anything else or should we should we wrap this one up? Uh for for spring and I think we can okay then uh, I think we can wrap this oh go ahead DP actually I do it's not from the UW spring game but wow uh, I was just so impressed by Oregon's quarterback play please I don't think they should take anyone in the transfer portal their quarterback play during their spring game was just phenomenal I mean you know Ty Thompson is clearly better than Sam absolutely yeah five yard outs are really hard throws to make um so you know incompletions there it happens obviously we saw jake browning struggle with those every now and then um you know michael Pittman caught every pass yeah you know throwing guys open is hard and no no one can do it at the college level that's why they're in the nfl you can't really expect a college quarterback to do that so yeah you know i I was absolutely uh, astonished by how great oregon's quarterback play was and really just their defense in general was just outstanding i mean wow they have their two deeps, just exceptional. Uh, that that's a really really great team down there. I see them competing to get to five wins this year. I think they're going to have a really competitive five wins. Uh, yeah, it, I think it's an elite team in the Pac-12. Honestly, scary team, scary defense. Hood, I was ready to, to comment on Michael Pittman too, but I mean our wide receivers be dropping balls all day, so I can't really say shit. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, y'all didn't like that I was saying that, but Lord have mercy, um, I tell you. One thing that I wanted to bring up with the spring game um that nece- isn't necessarily a positive uh, Savelle, I, I he was out there on the field a lot and we didn't see him make much of an impact at all and to be quite honest if i'm if i'm being completely honest he didn't look super interested 
Um, there were a lot yep. of plays where he was kind of a few yards behind the play, kind of jogging behind, and it, it didn't look like uh, five-star effort. I mean, he's got all the physical tools, but he he looks like he needs to um, kick it up a notch in, in the, the motor department. I'm sorry. No Savelle slander is allowed. Hey, it's not slander. It's an observation <laughs> of the way he played on the field. You, he better do it because Cooper McDonald on that ass. Uh, Braylon Trice Braylon on that Trice ass. On that if ass. we get JTT, JTT on that ass. So I don't. That's what this is about. This is about like next man up. You know, I mean, if you don't want to work hard, I love it. Hometown dog. You can take as many pictures as you want. You got. You got to perform, man. Got to. Our host is dying laughing too hard to wrap up this podcast right now. <laughs> so I'm sorry for everybody that, that's sitting in silence at the moment. <laughs> I'm very photogenic is, is the gist of what we're laughing at. <laughs> Sexiness right there. 22-year-old virgin. I'm never going to be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, somebody got to Photoshop that with, with the 40-year-old virgin uh, poster because that's the same face. <laughs> All right. Every, um, I think I will do my best to try and wrap this one up. Thanks, everybody, for listening uh, to this episode that will be dropping uh, Saturday morning. Uh, we'll be back soon with more football talk. We'll have a second guest appearance from Coker to hit softball, uh, but we will we will be back, uh, if not this weekend, very very soon with a with an update on all things hoops. Uh, thanks for listening. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Wolf. Dogs. I'm sweating. <laughs>